Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back, my friend. You know, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm very vocal about you two's uh, success and y'all grind. You know, it's something to, to, to be inspired by. So I'm happy to see, you know, y'all in a new location. I can't give it away, but it's very nice, man. So congratulations to y'all. And uh, who knows where this is going to be the next time I come on. <laughs> well, thanks for always showing support for us and because i know you're very vocal on twitter so we appreciate that though yeah you know i can't i just if i get online i just got to speak my opinion about something and then get off uh i tip i don't like going online these days because it's you know i would say your eyes see 90 percent negativity towards everything so for me soon as i spot that I just get off. Like you can't you can't even be pro a fighter these days. Like if you just say something, you automatically bias. You automatically suck in somebody's cock. I don't know what <laughs> is wrong with trolls and their fascination with sucking somebody's cock. Like it's kind of weird, man. It's kind of weird, but yeah. Well, I just tell Helen all the time. I have to remind her all the time because you're right. You're looking at a hundred comments. If there's six negative ones, those six negative yeah, you ones see that. you remember, not yeah, the 94 sure. positive ones. But as long as they're talking about you, it's going to add to the algorithm and it's going to help things out. I guess. But my mental health is, is, <laughs> is more one, important. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just, like, go online. Like, think about it. Y'all are media specialists, journalists. Y'all travel. Y'all, y'all get so much exclusive stuff that fans would never see like hear about um y'all unique in that way so like for me being a creative person spending so much time with fighters at their homes traveling then you make something and then you post something and somebody says something stupid it's just like bro like you you will i don't want to be that type of guy to like delete comments or or make them unable but at the same time it's just weird like what kind of society we have like I seen John Jones post today about, you know, him starting to get close, and then like all you see is just the negative comments. He looks slow. He look. He's gonna get knocked out. It's like yo, like let this man go on his journey, and then if the result is what you thought it was, say something. But while this guy's attempting to do something that is historic, let him be on his journey. Don't say anything negative about it. I, I just have no clue why people decide to just get online and speak negative about anything. It's, it's a very toxic society we have online these days. And, and, and to me, the reason why I am so vocal and I, I take up for people and I speak my mind is because it's people out here killing themselves. It's people out here really depressed. Yeah. Successful people, very depressed because of this shit. 
So for me, I'm a person that you can't like fracture anything of my personality or my ego. So to me, I, I'll, I'll talk shit right back with you. Like it, it's kind of funny. Like I used to do this shit when like trolls would say something. I'll just screenshot they they picture and they handle, and they get so mad. And I remember Connor doing it too. And he's just like, look at this guy that's talking shit to me. Like, you look like a fucking weirdo. So, for me, I, it, it's, I don't know. I see Helen go through it a lot. And so, it, anytime I, like, see stuff like that, I just go in. What about the guys that you're filming? Because you're really close with the Usmans, even Islam. Are they looking at social media? Are they feeling the negativity? No. Uh, that's a good pivot. Uh, realistically, fighters don't use social media. Uh, Kamaru, I, I have to tell him about something somebody said in an interview. Islam, I don't know what the hell Islam do. Like, people think, like, I, I, these guys live in a whole nother country. I only see them when they come here and then they be here for a week or two and then they gone and I don't see them for an entire year or something like that. So, for me, it's, uh, I don't think those guys look, I know Kamaru for sure don't go on social media. You know, obviously he's the champ. He got obligated posts, and he got sponsors and stuff like that. But after he does them, he get off. He never looks at social media. What's it been like working with him and kind of doing his YouTube channel, right? I yeah, saw you yeah, kind yeah, of revamp yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, so that was something that me and him had to come up with an agreement because obviously I have my own brand and channel. But I feel like I said that in the beginning, even when Francis was thinking about doing his own channel with his manager, Markel, and I, I talked to them, I was like, it's so important for fighters to have their own channel. That doesn't do anything to my channel. Like, Izzy has his channel, right? Like, Masvidal has his channel. Like, uh, Henry now has his channel. Justin has a channel. Everybody has a channel. And I think every single fight, I think it's kind of weird like fighters having channels like it's I, interesting it's interesting because you don't really see this in the nba and the nfl no, there's, a, you don't. there's a couple of good but, nba players but, that it, do it, it, but. it's a not well some platforms are right so you look at a channel like jorge who was the first that really blew up after the nate fight um he had a relationship with this guy genghis khan shout out to him and they've been doing stuff forever for years mm -hmm. uh miami hustle and shit like that so they just picked up where they left off, and then he went viral that year. And his channel, I remember when he beat Nate, like his channel went from like almost 100,000 to hundreds of thousands overnight. Izzy the same, because Izzy has a personality, he has a team, he does different types of content. And I think that's the thing that I'm telling Kamaro is like, if you, if you want me to help you build this channel, like I can do certain things, but I can't do everything. Like I'm not going to. I'm not doing no reaction videos or no shit like that. That's not creative enough for me. You got to get somebody else to do that. And that's the thing that these fighters uh, need to understand is that if you want to grow a channel, you have to create a lot of content. So, for example, I got an example. Like, I hit Kamaro up the other day because his channel hit 10,000 subscribers. And I sent it to him and Ali. And Ali was like, that's what's up. And then Kamaro was like, man, that ain't shit. And I'm like, bro, I don't think you understand. This is a milestone. I remember the day... Mine's hit 10,000. I was like, I hit 10. I did it when I was 5,000 subscribers. It's like I posted a picture like I hit 10,000 subscribers. During his fight week, it's going to grow tremendously, obviously, because I'm going to be with him and I'm going to be shooting exclusive content and putting on putting it on his channel. So, you know, it's a work in progress. I, I think if you get the right sponsors behind you that can fund putting more content out there, your channel can grow. But it ain't easy, man. 
It's not. It's not easy. And you've been grinding at this for a long time. Yeah. And you can see how different the game is now than when you started. Yeah. In a lot of ways, you're a powder keg for a lot of what you see now. Yeah. Uh, your poster child for it, you know, Godfather, fo Godfather <laughs> yeah, following yeah. these fighters around, and now all these fighters Everybody have their own video, video guy. Everybody. They start their own channels and stuff it's like funny. that. I saw Luke Vicente yesterday at the PI, and he was like, "Yo, Will, I want to introduce you to somebody. This is my cameraman. I'm gonna have him." I was like, "Yo, yo that's smart." He was like, "Yeah, man. I just felt like it's time to invest in my content. Like, I will never forget this, Brendan Shop." The day the USC was sold to WME. Is this 2016? Or whatever date it was. Okay. I just remember Brandon Schaub saying this. He was like, fighters, this is it. Get your own YouTube channel, your own cameraman, start pr promoting yourself yourself. Because he felt like, yo, it's 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 gone. It's out of, out of here now. So if you want to build your brand, you have to do it yourself. Like, it's a conglomerate of a company now that, that's an engine. They're not just going to invest in every single fighter. They're going to invest in the stars. And that's the reason why I ultimately started this anyway. I was just like, yo, no cameraman, nobody telling these fighters' story. Let me create it. So I'm happy to see where it is, right? Um, like, the YouTube engine is kind of interesting these days but you know i'm looking to get off of youtube and i and i got some things in the works that i can't talk about that's pretty huge for my career and also the fight game in general i think it's going to change the game so I'm, I'm happy about that like a different video platform can't really talk about it but yeah yeah no i'm just getting off youtube man it's, it's going to be on one of these uh streaming platforms uh net netflix amazon something so I can't really talk about it yet, but uh, I'm, I'm excited that I put in all this work and eventually it's going to pay off. It's a lot of work in progress, but ultimately that was the goal is to take an idea you had, put it on a pre -flat, pre, uh, free platform for fans to just watch, don't have to charge, and now build it to a point where it can, it can be seen by the masses, not just your hundreds of thousands of followers and things like that. And it'll still be Anatomy of a Fighter, yes. that series. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Anatomy awesome. of a Fighter is never going nowhere. It's just crazy, though, but Google, it's like the largest search engine, right? Mm -hmm. And Google owns YouTube. YouTube's been the number one video platform since 2006, and it still has the best algorithm for getting your content seen. You know, Instagram's going through its thing right now. You got TikTok, they're trying to compete with that. Twitter's going through its thing. Facebook's run its course, but it's still existing. But YouTube, it seems, continues to evolve and is still that number one platform yeah. if you want to be heard and seen. And that's where we are, where we are and it's 2022. Well, I originally, when they created like YouTube Red and YouTube Originals, I felt like that was their idea of starting to create like the original content like versus a netflix and things like that i don't know if it's been successful because if it's broke it don't fix like society the consumers like i got netflix i got amazon prime i don't need nothing else so it's convincing consumers to try something new right um it's like peacock who the hell used peacock like when the office left netflix during the pandemic and then they went to peacock i was like i'm buying all these shits on amazon prime and they're not going on peacock so it's like it's like anything. It's like I have over a half a million, almost 600,000 subscribers, right? Now it's like, how do I convince these guys to support me now on another platform? If I said, hey, 
I want to start charging for this content because as a creator, I need to get paid. Mm -hmm. Like I'm creating all this shit out of my own pocket, my own free time. If hundreds of thousands are watching this, somebody should appreciate what, if I'm the GOAT and I'm amazing, as I see in the comments, will y'all support me if I say, can y'all pay $5 a month to see exclusive content on fighters? In return, I can start having a budget to pay fighters to spend a week with them, right? Even the lower rank fighters, yo, I got five grand for you, bro. I just want to, you know, your fight coming up. I just want to put you on a platform. Like, that's my dream. That's ultimately my dream to where I can get to a point where I'm giving out a, a end of the year Natty Mimba Fighter Award, Fighter of the Year Award and things like that. Like, a lot of people have told me, like, you should go on a podcast just because of the Joe Rogan shit. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do podcasts. I just want to tell stories. But I feel like there's ways for us, people that are giving the consumer, the fans, the casuals, the world of fighting a way for us to profit from. And I'm still navigating that. I'm five years into anatomy of a fighter, and I'm successful, obviously. But at the same time, it's like you can be successful and, and then you can make money because you can be successful and broke. Yep. Like you can. it's like what's all perspective. Yeah, it's all perspective. Like if somebody came to me and said, yo, you know, people always give me this hypothetical like, yo, what if the UFC came to you and offered you a position to work for them? And, and, and it's like to me, that's a tough question or ESPN, right? Not the UFC, ESPN. So we want to give you your own show on ESPN MMA or whatever and partner with you or whatever. It's like, do I take that guaranteed check or do I just keep my individual freedom? And I'm sure a lot of fighters hit you up, right, to film their series. So how do you kind of determine, like, who you're going to work with or is it just based off who has an upcoming fight? Well, n now it's different because every fighter got their own platform. Right. They want to own their own content. And You're when pivoting. I, yeah, when I came along, it was just like, yo, I don't got nobody to shoot my content. Hell yeah, let's do a documentary or something like that. Now everybody realized, like, even if I'm making $300 on my channel a month, if you want some content, that's it's mine. So I have no problem shooting content for no fighter. You're just going to have to pay me my value to put it on your content, you know, on, on your, your channel or wherever you're going to put it. Like, that's the name of the game. Listen, ain't nobody better than me. Nobody. I don't care who you are. You ain't better than me in this storytelling department. And I'll stand on that to the day that I die because I'm only getting better. But I respect every fighter out there trying to tell a story a certain way. I look at stuff and just be like, I wish I could help them. But I, I know some people can't pay me what I, I'm worth. But at the same time, I, that's just where I'm at. I put in all that time and effort to get to this point. And now I'm just like, yo, let me, I got to get some get back. I put hundreds of thousands of dollars into this grind of anatomy of a fighter. Not my film career, a hundred, anatomy of a fighter. Moving around, being a nomad, going from this city to that city, breaking leases, doing all this stuff, buying equipment, investing in cameras, upgrading, trying to get better, trying to get a better look. It's just like y'all with getting on the road, traveling, uh, getting a new studio, uh, things like that. Like, you you put a lot of money. I write a lot of shit off at the end of the year in taxes. I make I make enough to live comfortably, but I write a lot off. And, and sometimes you think, like, damn, I should just take a, a guaranteed check, right? Because it's like it's one of those things where you're like, yo, at the end of the day, 
as we get older and we chasing these dreams, we want to be able to buy homes, have a family, have some stability, have some money and savings and things like that. And chasing a, chasing this dream to impress 100,000 people is cool. But and Your ultimate dream is hashtag future Oscar winner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's still like the main goal? Yeah. Um, I thought about that today. Like I should put a year on it because they say when you set a goal, you should put a date on it as well. I, I was thinking like 2028 20, or something like that. Uh, five years from now or six years from now um because i people think like i'm gonna get i'm I'm gonna get an oscar for like documentaries it's like no 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 screenplays shooting a movie like that's the next step of my life i don't feel like i'm ready right now to shoot a feature film but i have things in place mentors in place people that put me in that space to get me ready to tell a story like i could shoot a low budget shitty movie but I don't want to do that. Like, I want to jump right out the box and kill them with that. So for me, it's like that's the ultimate goal is to shoot movies. I would say if if, I, if everything could go perfect by the end of next year, I could have at least a 30-minute short narrative out. Like, you know what I'm saying? That would be the start of – because I got scripts already written and things like that. I'm just trying to – collect some aesthetic things that I don't have to like rent. I want to own my equipment and then I'll be able to, to shoot. From a storytelling perspective, how can our sport, how can mixed martial arts evolve to the mainstream? How can it cross over? How can it become the NFL, the NBA, heck even Major League Baseball? Because I consider UFC probably number four behind those three sports. From a storyteller's perspective, what are we missing? From a story, I don't think no one in no sport do content better than MMA. I think media-wise, videographers, vlogs, episodes, I don't think. I mean, I've been watching like Ja Morant's episodes that he got a channel now, and I'm like, yo, a lot of these stars need that. Like imagine if Kawhi Leonard or LeBron had like a just YouTube like if LeBron had a YouTube channel, it'd be his daughter has one, and it got yeah. a lot of you know what I mean. I was just looking at his Instagram, he's got 130 million followers. If on he Instagram. says I just started YouTube and I'm gonna be giving y'all daily content or weekly content, people will subscribe to that. Basketball people, like imagine being able to watch that workout that went viral the other day on YouTube, right? Because you know when you look at ball is life, kids, yeah. ball is life, and all these guys, these these high school vlogs. They got millions of subscribers, millions of views, right? These kids love basketball. In terms of the MMA, I'll ask y'all, give me your top five stars in the sport right now. Like, not by just, like, star value. Israel. Not, Israel. You definitely got to put him Is Connor still included? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have to include Connor. Yep, he I won. guess I guess you have to include John Jones. Is he? Nate Diaz. He, like far as numbers wise, well, he hasn't competed, but I'm just. Tur- but if John Jones is fighting numbers wise, who's going to tune it? Who's going to buy that fight? That's that's where I'm going off of pay per view buys, value recognition. I wish we could pull up what his his numbers did against Tiago Santos and Dominic Reyes. What was the buys? Mm. I don't think they were seven hundred thousand. So, I, I obviously John Jones is is he's I mean he's the goat. He's, he had bl- millions of pay-per-views and things like that. But what I'm saying, when I think of star power, like, it tra- like is John Jones a worldwide superstar? No. 
I think that's only Connor. I think that's only Connor in the sport. Yeah. I mean, maybe the closest thing to it is Is, Nate Diaz. Or Izzy. Would you say Izzy's bigger than Nate Diaz? Worldwide? Yeah. Fuck. Damn, that's tough. I know. But that's crazy because... But he did it on... His star power is on his own because... Nate's star power came from Connor. Mm. Habib. Habib. Habib's star power came from Connor fight. Like you need that and right. What is it? Uh, right. Protagonist and Masvidal yeah. and have the and moments they, with Ben so Askren, Kamal and Kobe. Their numbers had their pay per views have done well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like you know, Kamal's one of my best friends. Right. When, for, first time I ever stepped in the MMA gym, MMA gym, I met him. I don't know how the Leon – I hope the Leon fight does well. I hope people – like, in terms of a fight, people want to see a two top alphas fight. That's a fight that you would want to pay for. But it's like, are they going to tune in to uh, Leon versus Kamal? Because this, what I'm seeing online is people thinking this is a foregone victory, and I'm getting pissed off. And I'm like, yeah, I'm biased towards Kamal Usman. But, bro, stop disrespecting Leon Edwards. He could easily win that fight. He's that good. Well, listen, when Ali and the Schmo do interviews, we're talking about Kamaru, and I even posted a take because I asked Marab. I don't even know if Marab and Aldo's the co-main. I think it might be Paulo and Luke Rockhold, and God, I hope they both show up to that fight because that car needs it. I'd love to see Paulo and Luke yeah, Rockhold that's fight. that's a blockbuster. Yeah. That's, that's somebody great. getting knocked out. Yeah, as long we as they that. show up. Of course, of course. Is somebody getting knocked out? Uh, but uh, to your point, though, they're talking about and we'll get to this too. Usman, he beats if he beats Leon, yep. and we can we can discuss the that. fight. He's got to get through it. He got to get through it. Is his next fight competing for a two hundred and five pound strap? I don't know, man. That's up to Ali, really, because Ali. The thing that, about Ali is that he tries to put his fighters in the best position to succeed financially and for their legacy. Financially, number one, because these fight Henry, all these guys, they want money, right? So, Kamaru, I mean, he, if he gets through Leon and he does it impressively, I think he can call a shot, right? I think he can do what he want to do because we got to see how Hamzat performs. That's the key indicator yeah. for me. I, I'm, damn, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to disrespect Nate Diaz ever. I've never met him, but I'm a huge fan of him. And I just don't want to be like, oh, he's going to get ran through because I don't know. One thing that I saw in Hamzat is his gas tank. And I'm like, was that a fluke? Was that Gilbert that just made him tired? But five rounds. If yeah. you beating somebody and they're not going away, is that going to discourage you? You know, I, I don't know. I, I think Gilbert is that special, though. I truly feel like Gilbert and Kamaru, obviously, they're at the top. of the, But I think those are the only two fighters in the welterweight division that gives him any trouble in terms of beating them. Because you can argue and say that Gilbert won that fight and nobody could complain. Like, ain't nobody going to complain if Gilbert won that fight. But I don't know if every other fighter got the tools to be able to deal with Hamzat like that. And if Hamzat Hamzat wins, he's going to get the title shot. Because Leon Edwards got a title shot for beating Nate Diaz. Nah, he getting it. Yeah. Come on, bro. Like, that's a lot of pay-per-views sold. So then if... Uh, Usman went up to fight 205 if he did beat Leon Maybe Edwards. Interim. I was going to say, who would fight Hamzat in an interim 170-pound title? Kobe. You'd give him another title shot right off the bat? Well, what does Kobe do from here, like right now? 
He's not talking, I, I think, I because talking. of the legal situation. What a, yeah, what a, uh, he was gambling the other day. But yeah, he wasn't talking. He got, like, what, seventh place in poker? Yeah, and that's what Masvidal was saying. He owed a lot of gambling people in Miami. I was like, Kobe really do gamble. I didn't well, he's a big poker guy. I know yeah. that for sure. I mean, and in Florida, that's a big tournament. He was here in Vegas a couple weeks ago, too, for the poker World Series of Poker Tournament that's I heard as well. Funny. That's hilarious. But I don't know. Shit. Does he just wait? Does I think Kobe, obviously, he got the legal stuff going on, and which I think is stupid. But at the same time, I mean, if Leon wins, who Leon's fights? Well, that's the thing. Bilal Muhammad on on an impressive situation. Yeah, he got better wins than everybody else. And then he's him. fighting Sean Brady, who hasn't lost. I feel like if Bilal beats Sean Brady, Bilal getting a title shot. What about like if Sean red, Brady his, beats Bilal? I know. Ain't that weird? Because Sean Brady hasn't beaten anybody. I mean, he beat Kiesa. Kiesa. That was yeah. his first, like, ranked guy, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, Kiesa was close at one point. Yeah. He, remember that uh, Ali called him out or something like that? Or was it Kamaro? Or, no, it was Kamaro. Called said, out Kiesa? That said we would get him in the title shot. It was like Twitter or something like well, that. Well, this was a while ago. Was that while was around ago. when he was yeah. fighting Neil Magny yeah. over in Abu Dhabi a couple of years. I do yeah. remember that yeah. a couple of years ago. But um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. All I know is if MMA usually, the storylines don't ever pan out, though, do they? Like. Uh, we know the mega fight is Hamzad and Kamaru. Yeah. And it's like... What about Shavkat Rachmanov? I think he's going to be the champion one day. You think he's better than Hamza? I wouldn't say that. But he looks more impressive. Because he's fought better competition. Until Hamzad just fought Gilbert. So I think... Because think about them early fights that Hamza had, right? That's the one. I heard that's that's the one that a lot of people in that region is looking for, those two to fight. So yeah. I think he needs a he, – he's not close to fighting for the belt yet. Hamzad is, obviously. Um, but, man, that dude. What he did to Neil Magny was super impressive. What you don't want to happen is him fighting the same guys that – Shamayev is because then everyone's going to compare the people he's fighting to Shamayev. He didn't he's not beat fighting them as Gilbert because they in the same gym. That's right. So they not fighting him. Maybe the winner of Sean Brady and, or the loser. Maybe the loser of Sean. Brady. What I don't it, look Vicente Luque. Vicente and, Luque yeah. and Jeff, Jeff Neal, but Vicente trains with him as well. I know. So it's interesting. It's how like that a lot happens. of variables that need to happen, but I just know at the top. The champ get to do what he want to do. So it's up to Kamaro when he wins on August 20th, which I believe he is, and I believe he's going to do it impressive. Yeah. Uh, let's pivot to Islam because I think we started at the top of the show. Maybe we're recording or not. We're talking about you're going to Abu Dhabi a month ahead of time. Acclimate to the situation. I know that time zone's crazy. I know those guys are going to be there. How is Charles Oliveira – as an opponent versus the other guys he's faced. Is anything changing any different? Or what, what is the mindset going into this fight camp? I judge everything off of Javier Mendez's voice and mm. his explanations of fighters. What, what, he speaks in certainty. Like he doesn't – like he would be honest. I remember when Khabib fought – Connor, he was like, yo, this is a dangerous fight. This isn't a locker room on the fight. Like, this is a dangerous fight. Like, like we got to prepare for this. With Islam, honestly, man, I said this once about Habib. 
Charlie is is a legend. Like he's top three, four lightweights of all time already. He has to be. I can't take that away from him. And the the fact that he went through all that adversity as a fighter, which I love as a storyteller. I, I would love to do something on Charles in Brazil. He not beating Islam, bro. It's not happening. I don't even think it's going to be close. Didn't you film him recently? Islam? Yeah. Yeah, I filmed him uh, for his last fight against Bobby Green the whole week. Yeah, and then because I feel like – did I see something that was posted of him, like, doing the jump roping? No, nah, that was uh, that was prior to Abu Dhabi last time. Oh, okay. And then that's but just they a just... famous – it's going viral again. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, I just don't think nobody can be Islam. And then we all know that great grappling negates – like, think about this. This is what I was trying to tell somebody today. The Michael Chandler fight. Mm-hmm. How did Chandler lose? He got stopped, right? Chan- well, who was the opponent? Chandler fight against who? Oliver. Okay, yeah. yeah he, he got, got caught. He got caught. He got caught. But he was beating the shit out of Charles, grappling-wise. Wrestling, on him in round one, top pressure. like, And then he got caught because Charles could crack. But when Islam gets you down, it's the fight is over, bro. Like, it ain't no you surviving. The fight is over. So you don't think there's a chance that he could grab an arm, grab grab a leg, get him in a different position that Possibly. he's used to. Possibly. Listen, everything can happen Get him to, him to tap. Because that's the thing. That's how I see Charles winning. Yeah, but he, he can't he not get in the back of those guys. Like, he's just not. Like it's he, just a different strength. It's a different type of strength, but it's just they prepare. That's it's that Bruce, What's that Bruce Lee quote about, like, I fear the man that – uh, train a, a, oh, a one one kick a thousand yeah. times or something like that, mm-hmm. and that's all they know is yeah. that the ground. It's like they like Aquaman. That's they land right there. But Charles, but Charles said the same thing. You know when he when Charles starts saying stuff like we can start to fight on on my back. I'm like, okay, I, I'm seeing a little 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 chinks right there. Because why are you trying to play game and shit? Like it, you don't need to play game and shit. Like. I ain't scared to go to the ground. We can't. I'm like, maybe that's translation. Maybe we don't know what he's properly saying. But you don't want to go to the ground with Islam. But what about the fact that Islam's been caught before? He's been knocked out. And Khabib hasn't. Does does that thought ever go through his mind? not even close. One of the worst stoppages I've ever seen in my life. Just like we just saw with Derek Lewis, right? That, That early stoppage. Go look at the Islam one. Go look how quickly they stopped the fight. Like, didn't give him any time. Like... It was crazy, like, going – because I'm like, damn. First of all, he didn't get knocked out. People need to stop saying that. Like, knocked out is Masvidal and Usman. Yeah. Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler. Yeah. That is KO knocked out. Mm -hmm. Getting stopped is like somebody took a lot of strikes. Connor got stopped by Dustin Poirier on a cage. He wasn't knocked out. He got stopped. Right. Technical strikes, right? Agreed. So, Islam got caught and then fell, and then the ref called the fight. Like, it was the craziest shit ever. It wasn't well, like he was, like, even after they stopped it, he was, like, still on the ground and things like that. So, I don't – a lot of people have been saying the way Charles is going to win his fight is by knocking Islam out. What year was that that Islam lost? It was early in his career. So, it's like when people be like, oh, Islam got caught before. Do we – we can go to how many clips of uh, Charles Oliveira getting destroyed by anybody? So we can't go off of that. We go off what they look like now, and Charles look unbeatable, and Islam look unbeatable. 
And that's what makes this fight exciting. I don't want to take nothing away from Charles. He could win this fight. I just don't believe he isn't. And, yes, people are going to be like, yeah, you're biased, of course. Yeah, I am biased. I've been around these guys for five years, seen them training for five years. I don't think nobody can beat them. I've seen them. So, I, with my own eyes, I haven't just watched the fight. I'm in there watching these guys train. I've never seen nothing like it in my life. And I've been in a lot of gyms. These guys are like lichens from Underworld. It's a whole different type of energy with these guys. So, I don't want to discredit Charles at all. I'm not going to shit on him. I'm not going to say anything negative about him. He is a legend. Top three, top four lightweights of all time. I'll put him in my top three. And Who's your other two? Habib and BJ Penn. There it is. There you go. I, and then, so now you got to say Charles or Frankie Edgar, things like that, right? You got to. I'd gotta, put Charles at three. I, I yeah. think I like that yeah. three. Yeah. I would put it in that order. Habib, BJ Penn, Charles. If Charles win, he go up a notch. Mm. People need to stop with the fantasies. Khabib is not coming back no matter what. Right. Like, give it up. Like, you know what I mean? The man, and if he did, it wouldn't be 155. No. Like, give it up. Just give it up. Like, I understand. And that's the thing. It's like, I got mad at the media during Hall of Fame when Habib was getting inducted. Like, every headline is, Habib says this about Charles. And then something like, quit running with that narrative. Let this man be who he is, great Charles, and let Khabib be retired. On the quick note of the Hall of Fame, we always talk about GOAT. I, I think even when I asked Dana White this question at the Dallas post-fight press conference, and we're talking about greatest of all time conversation, talked about Usman, you talked about John Jones, but he didn't say Khabib's name. No. How does Khabib feel about not being talked about like, that? Khabib hate that. Like, people say he's the greatest of all time. It's sort of like this. But why don't they consider him that? Is it because it, it was one division, wanted, strength no, of schedule? people wanted to see him fight more. Mm. That's all it is. It's like sour grapes. You see this dominant run by Charles, and now they like, see, you left. You could have fought more. You were scared to lose. It's like, y'all really are saying Khabib was scared to lose. But I don't, Habib doesn't care about who calls him the GOAT. It's sort of like the LeBron and Jordan thing. Like, well, well, I take offense to that. But listen, though. But listen, let me, let me – I always tell people this. Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Okay. okay. By far. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. Or two Illinois guys as well. That. But LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. It's a difference. You can be the GOAT, the greatest, but the best basketball player of all time is LeBron James. The way he impact the game. That's what the I boat versus say. the goat. There you go. It's like a Tony Ferguson argument. There you go. Or some people say the best all-around basketball player of all time. Yeah, I would say he's the most well-rounded basketball player of all time. He's got all the tools. Like we're talking about rebounds, assists, everybody. He's never the defensive player that Jordan was. He was early on. How many defensive MVPs does he have? It's he six should, eight. He should have one. But he but doesn't. Marcus Saul stole it, and I don't know how the hell Marcus Saul got uh, it, it. He took LeBron's. Golden year where he won uh, MVP, Finals MVP, championship, and he won. I'd argue that Barkley and Malone stole an MVP from Jordan to, uh, to twice in his career yeah, too in the nineties. Yeah, and and so has a lot of uh, guys taken from, from Kobe, like Steve Nash no, stole LeBron. Kobe. LeBron has four. He should have seven. Yeah. So I mean, you can play that that game. That's the whole point, though. Like, say if people started arguing that Charles Oliveira was the greatest lightweight of all time and then it was like Khabib is second who the fuck cares like it's one and two what is that doing for your life 
Yeah. Arguing who's 1A, 1B. I don't understand that. That's what gives me like the cringe feeling. Like, why are but y'all they, arguing? But they do over that, that in every sport. It's still. They'll still compare Tom Brady to, to Joe Montana. Who? Well, ain't nobody but, doing but, that but, no more. In the, not in the past couple of years, but prior Tom, to him Tom, winning. Tom Brady in Tampa. separated himself. He did after but winning. I, 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 but. Think, I think that Kamal said this the other day. He was like, MMA fans are the most, they assholes, but they the most loyal, like, rabbit fans. You can, Like, they, they are, like, I, I can't stand MMA fans, but I love them. Ain't that, it's weird, right? That's, yeah. a, that's a weird thing. It's like, I love you, but I don't love you. It's just such a new sport, and it's evolved so fast. Think yeah. about from, like, the Spike TV to the Fox to the ESPN to even before those networks struggling to even get a network position on TV, just getting the state athletic commissions to approve the sport. It took New York yeah. forever to get approved. Yeah, when was the first New York card? 200? Was, was, no. it, was it Conor, Conor McGregor and, and Eddie uh, Alvarez? Yeah. Damn, that wasn't that long ago. No. Yeah, that's Habib and uh, Michael Johnson. Islam era now. Habib's been a great coach. I love his passion. Yeah, man. I, I what? just like think about it. Like he could have walked off into the sunset, a lot, so many millions, but he's given so much back to the sport and his it, his country and Dagestan and and helping out these youngest fighters. Like that man paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a fight camp for these guys to come over here. Like that's amazing. Like for him to he don't he could just be grazing in the grass in the mountains somewhere uh sipping tea praying five times a day and being with his family but he still want to you know he feels like there's a untold you know story left for islam and all these other guys and umar and he want to see that through i think he's going to do everything he can to see it through for umar to become the bantamweight champion islam to become the lightweight champion and Usman not to mention in bellator yeah yeah all the guys in bellator eagle fc He's a busy, busy man. And he's very, like, committed and dedicated to them. Yeah, he, uh, I can imagine all of the stuff that he has. Uh, like, his, like, I don't even know if he runs his own phone like that. Like, I don't know all of that coming from everywhere. Like, I don't ever want to be that busy. I want to be the fly on the wall when he inevitably meets Michael Jordan and see what their conversation's like. Because I know that's the number one athlete he wants to speak to. Do you to. even think Michael Jordan knows how to be? Maybe not. No. Ain't that no. crazy? Like, yeah. It's like that. It's a different type of superstar. It is. But do does Michael Jordan know Connor? I, don't yeah, know, I think I don't, he knows who he you is. Think so. I think he knows the name at least. Yeah, the name at least. Because you've seen a proper Toyota commercial. A hundred percent. I don't. And know. And he's though. a big whiskey That's guy. Tough. He's a big whiskey guy. You Cigar know, I, guy. Whiskey guy. I think all of my basketball friends, NBA guys, that every they know the sport. The sport is becoming popular. So. And. I know he knows boxing. He knows Floyd Mayweather. He knows Floyd Mayweather boxed an MMA fighter and Conor McGregor. He's he had to have been paying attention yeah. to that super fight. Well, I mean, Izzy was just at Drake House, so that's big for the sport. Man, it is. I love seeing those moments. I seen his brother. Shout out to his brother's Instagram story, and and I saw him at David the embassy. Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. I seen him at the embassy. I said, "Oh, they at Drake House." I was like, "That's pretty cool." Yeah, he went from there to, to Dallas. Dallas to support yeah, Kai. Yeah. He was kind of Izzy looked kind of lit that night. I was like, he looked kind of like he had a good time the last couple of days. Him and Volkanovski were having a good time for sure. And Yair was. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That video. Yeah, Yair is pretty adamant about. <laughs> he scared just, me. 
When I saw I that, I said, "Damn, I didn't know he had that in him." Like, yeah. little crazy gene right there. You yeah. see the guy, t- the guy he kept hitting. Oh yeah, that's his going friend. viral. Yeah. That's his friend. I, yeah. You sure yeah, that was we, his friend? <laughs> we saw him backstage together. Oh, they yeah. was. Yeah, that, he there. was looking at him like, "Damn, bro, calm <laughs> down." What do you, I mean? He's holding out, waiting for Volkanovski at 145. Do you think they're going to give it to him? No, it might be an interim. Josh Emmett versus him. He won't take it. That's what he said. He, I asked him that point blank uh, backstage. Whoever his manager is, they're going to force him to take it. So, I don't know. He has to take it. Well, it just depends on if, Well, is, is Volkanowski going to wait all the way until October, right? I think Volk should weigh in or Benil should weigh in. For what? Oh, Abu Dhabi. Well, they're going to be fighting. Weeks. I know. Well, because Gamrot. What if Charles don't make weight? Charles big. Well, then he weighs in, and then he's the guy. I mean, then they'll. That's what I'm saying. So you got Volk or Benil. But that was the next in line. Yeah. So that's well, why. Well, Volk's hand's not going to be ready. Benil's fighting Gamrot. I know. Yeah. So that's an easy Gamrot. Sorry, brother. Yeah, they you would. Got a title fight. I agree. They would do that if Charles, if, if Miss Charles w- or Islam. They haven't announced. Um, what the headline's going to be for Madison Square Garden or even December, but we were just speculating. I'm, I think I know what it is. Us too. What do you think? Izzy and uh, yes. Creer. Yeah. I think they're doing that in New and York. And then Dustin and Michael and then Dustin and yes. uh, Michael Chandler. Yes. And then I think it's probably going to be Masvidal and Gilbert Burns. Imagine that. Going you think Masvidal's going to take the fight? I mean, that's the only fight left. What you going to fight that? <laughs> you don't want to fight that number 13th guy. Right. So I think that's a mega fight for, for Gilbert and Masvidal. And they're going to stand and bang. Then what headlines December? I agree with you there. What headlines December? Here in John Jones, Stipe. Ooh. And what do you think is taking so long? Because that was initially rumored to be this September. You know, I, that's what I heard. Like where we have Nate Diaz, Hamza Chemayev, that's where months ago you asked what's going to be the headline of that card in Vegas. People would say John Jones, Stipe. What do you think has taken so long to make that thing well, official? Well, I talked to Dana the other day at dinner. I'm lying. Let's <laughs> make that go viral. Like, you talked to Dana. I don't know. Maybe John ain't ready. Or I don't know what's up with Stipe either. We saw Stipe yeah, a couple, here a couple weeks ago when the UFC was here. Did he um, look good? He looked good. Yeah. And I just saw some pictures. He's back in the gym at Strong Style MMA. Is that a be an interim? Like, that's an interim. Yeah. Or maybe vacant. No, interim. It's an interim. Well, They're not going to strip well, Francis. For Francis. Is Francis going to fight again? Is he, Does he still want to box next? I mean, you see. He just met been, with Deontay Wilder. Damn, look how. I know Wilder had to be like, damn, y'all big. Because <laughs> his legs are like this. Yeah. So Francis' legs are like Deontay Wilder whole body. So. But he's got like four inches. Deontay's like 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, 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 Francis about 6'4, six, 6'5. Francis ain't, ain't no six, six five. He ain't no six nine. <laughs> He's six he eight. Ain't six, no six okay, eight. so so so. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So Tyson Fury. Well, everyone, you just thought I was wait, six eight. What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? No, Tyson Fury. How tall is Tyson Fury? Six nine. Six nine. Yeah, and he's massive believe, over him. Not massive. Pull it up. I think Wilder <laughs> is six seven at the small side. Six I, eight at the tall side. Yeah, yeah you can look it up. If you Google Wilder, he's six foot six. And that's about right against Tyson Fury, because Tyson Fury hovers him. Deontay Wilder always comes down, and like in the interviews I would do with him, he's always punching up. Okay, according to Wikipedia, he's listed at six seven. Okay, all right, all right, he was right. It's close, (laughs) but six seven. Was he towering over Francis? He's got three inches over Francis. That's how I feel. Yeah, Francis is about six four, because I'm taller than Francis. Yeah, I'm taller than Francis. You're what six five, six six, six five, six five. So yeah. Francis is about, you know, they 
you know, I'm coming from the basketball world, so you add an inch to your height. Of course. I, I always wanted to be six six, but I couldn't. I was always wanted to be six foot. Well, but, uh, he adds an inch to his driver's license. No, I don't. I, did I put six foot on the driver's license? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you gotta add an inch. eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, just like <laughs> Sometimes you, you gotta that. add. No, I, yeah. Add inch, but uh, no. Nah, um, I don't know what Francis. I hope Francis get healthy quick. Um, Cause that'd be exciting for him, but he got to lose a lot of weight. France is a big boy right now, and and he's older, and he got a lot of muscle, and that ain't a lot of fat. That's just muscle. That Cameroon genetics. So him shredding back up to how he is, I'm interested to just see that process. I hope, I hope they document all that so I can see that. Yeah. So um, John Jones, Stepe, fuck. I don't know who's gonna win that. That's a crazy. John fight. ain't falling three years, man. We gotta stop. Listen, John Jones. And his last two fights? He is the GOAT. Yeah. There's no debating it. There's no debating. You, you want to debate it like Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was the GOAT before all the allegations. So at the same time, I don't know nothing about none of that. John Jones is the greatest fighter ever. But John Jones ain't fought in three years. That's like Floyd Mayweather coming back trying to fight Terrence Crawford. <laughs> you, gonna, you picking Floyd just because Floyd is the GOAT? No, I'm picking Terrence Crawford. Or Errol Spence, like you're not, they're not losing to Floyd Mayweather at 43 years old, you know? So the same thing with John, like you can't, this sport has evolved so quickly. Look at, look at Hamzat and all these guys coming in. The sport has changed. Look at Cyril Gaon and all these guys. Yeah. Like if it wasn't for Francis taking Gaon down in that fifth round, he probably would, Gaon would have won that fight. That was that close fight. Was it a 48-47? It was one of those type of things. It wasn't a clear, he won the last round. And people want to talk about uh, heavyweights on the come up too at the uh, at the Salt Lake card UFC two seventy is it eight two seventy yeah two seventy eight Romanov he's fighting Tabora that's mm. a real fight and Romanov that guy could be a future title contender if he gets through Tabora I want to see this fight this I is saw intriguing Tabora yesterday at the PI he looked good man yeah that's, so that's a real a, that's fight a, that's, that's a real a, heavyweight that's, that's on the main card too that's a real fight. 278 got some sleeper fights on it. Yeah. What do you think is going to do? Like, what do you think is going to sell? I mean, the fighters don't care. They get a pay. Did we see what Dallas did? Because that's what I want to compare it to. Dallas got to be in it. I don't know if they're going to disclose it, but it definitely in the 300s. Yeah. Ain't nobody watching. I think this goes around. And I loved it. Then I think this goes around 400. Damn. If Kamal and Leon could squeeze out half a million buys, that is amazing. Yeah. For them. That's amazing. And I feel like Kamal has – people like Kamal now. Like, you remember there used to be the whole shit he used to go through and people tease him for the personalities of being cringy or just being docile. But I feel like his dominance has warmed people up. I do a show with Henry, so anyone's cringe or anyone's complaints don't compare to Henry because people just hate on Henry. Because but he's Henry the- ain't never been a seller, though. Like, yeah. he ain't been a part – like – I mean, one of his biggest fights was a free card, him versus Dillashaw. That wasn't a pay-per-view. That was the first ESPN card. But that ended up selling a million subscribers, though. Yeah. Like, for the app. Um, I hope he comes back. Um, Like, Henry, if Henry wins, like, if Henry hypothetically won a belt, the third belt, is he the clear GOAT? There's a lot he's got to do because he's not going to fight for 145 in his no, first fight. No, say he be Volk. Is he the GOAT? 
In my eyes, yeah. Yeah, but and it's not even close. In my eyes, if yeah. Henry Cejudo. Because no one's ever win- done it, and who will do it? Never. Nobody. Nobody. Who will get a gold medal, and who would get three belts in the UFC? The only person I could possibly see is that even can compete for three belts is what Izzy, if he can try lightweight again and then heavyweight. Um, but I just don't see that happening. Dude, Izzy might even be able to drop to one seventy before he'd even go to heavyweight. Yeah. Cause he ain't fighting he weighs Francis. in at like 183 and a half I know. in middleweight. Yeah, so he could easily go to 170. That's like Kobe going to 55. Which I don't know why he's ever ruled that out. He'd be a dog at 155. God, if they if he just knew how to hydrate right. If they just did the 165 weight division in the UFC like they do for Eagle, guys, Kobe could be the champion, but there's a lot of guys that could be this the champion. This is a question I always have. If Kobe and Usman is so close in terms of just their legacies, right? That dominant. They fight so close. Why ain't Kobe ranked pound for pound? Dustin ain't the champion. He in a pound for pound ranking. But he's been an interim champion. Oh, man. Kobe has two. Well, who does mm. the ranking? Yeah, Kobe has two. He has. What you mean? See, the thing is, they always say, who does the rank? The rankings. We don't do the rankings. I know they always say, y'all yeah, guys. I don't not do us. the rankings. Don't do no fucking no. clue with these rank- who's doing who's these doing rankings. Who's doing the rankings? I have no, no idea. idea. That's the question we need to know. Who's doing the rankings? Right. No idea who's doing the rankings. Who is doing the rankings? <laughs> Serious question out yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Who's doing the rankings? I don't know. I don't know. What do you also think, before we get out of here, like yeah. that? The Bitcoin fan post. See, all that stuff is bad oh. marketing because it always goes to the – Derek Lewis won it. Right. He got 10,000 Bitcoin when some of them other fighters could have used it. Derek Lewis making some good money. You know, I just think another evolution would be if the, if the two fighters that are fighting each other, they just agree on a guaranteed purse regardless of win or lose. Like, didn't, didn't Colby and uh, Usman do that at least in the first fight? They both made like half a mil – and they were cool with that. No, like they both knew they're going to get win or lose, and oh, they yeah. both agreed Abu on the money. In Abu Dhabi, no, when UFC two forty five here in Vegas, Colby and um, oh, yeah, Colby yeah, yeah. and uh, Usman, yeah. the first fight at least I know. Like, why can't the win money show much? Like, why can't that be the same? I think that would be different. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I'm confused with the pay. You know, I've seen. I, I saw an interview with Pettis. talking about he got like FedEx million dollar right. checks. I'm like, they who do knows that. Knows what these guys doing? Yeah. They, you know, the UFC does take care of the fighters. Yeah. Like, they don't want to tell everybody what they do, what's disclosed and stuff like that, but that also helps them run their business. Have you ever been to Dana's office? Yeah. Dana, when I'm getting my meat into the office, man, let's sit down and talk business. It's been a while, Will but Harris, we've been Will Harris, Anatomy Fighter, and Dana White. Nelk, nelk boy life. <laughs> I need that in my life. Not just <laughs> Yeah, but but man, but what what's unique, and this is a good way kind of to end the podcast too, is like we've all ourselves made, we built this thing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are able to have loyal fans. Shout out to all the fans out there. We appreciate you more than you could ever sure. know. Yes. I may not read all the comments like you guys do, or do. some of them I'll like you guys do, but you uh, read a couple. I've n- seen. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but you like really I'm, don't, because I'll take up for you, and you won't. You might respond two days later to it, like like it or something. Like, you don't know I really it. don't like to go on Twitter because I know how toxic it is. But it Instagram, is. I'm more likely, and YouTube, I'm so more how likely. Did, to. Why don't you get Helen off there? Like she be on there. It's not as much anymore. Actually, yeah. well, since I've been training more now. Okay, okay. Yeah. The wrap up that the point though, it's just like we're self made. Mm-hmm. We have a staple, and we're not going anywhere. And I think no. I think our value for the sport and sports in general will only continue to rise. What I want to close out by saying is this. 
fans. I love y'all, and I don't sometimes. And y'all got to understand, when y'all wake up and log in and y'all want to write stupid stuff to fighters that's giving their lives to entertain us, when I am being negative towards y'all or saying something to you, I'm protecting these guys that don't have time to really talk to y'all. Like Fans are that way, by the way. Okay, <laughs> right there. Listen, listen to me. Start appreciating what you're seeing because I am a six foot five, two hundred and forty five pound man that can bench press damn near three hundred and sixty pounds, and I ain't never trying to be no fighter. I ain't got it in my that ain't in my balls. That ain't me. So at the same time, start appreciating what we see from these people, even the people that are zero and two and on the losing streak. Like appreciate the sport yeah. because it is draining to come online and be so invested in this sport. We've given our lives to this sport. Like, yeah, I want to do other shit, but I've given my life to entertaining fans and telling stories of fighters that y'all would never, ever see. These fighters give me an intimate side of them, access to them that you would not see. They won't even give the UFC some of the access that I get. So start appreciating what y'all see and start appreciating these interviews. Stop just being negative towards everything. I understand the world is toxic and it's negative and it's hard, but you got to start appreciating these people and appreciating us giving y'all this, you know, valuable stuff. So that's all I got to say. What you got to say? Very well said. I don't know if I could top that, but I agree with it. And even as a swimmer, I will say that MMA, in my opinion, is the best sport and my favorite sport to cover. Yeah. Think about how blessed we are. This sport did not exist like 30 years ago or so. We are part. We faces of it. Yeah. Like, it's, it, you know, I don't want to be egotistical and cocky, but we are faces of the sport. Like, we have some influence in the sport. We're giving people access to these fighters. Trevor Whitman, when I was with him a uh, week or so ago with Kamaro, I'm filming him. He watching Kamal, and he looked at the camera. He said, "Man, we fucking lucky, man. We so fucking lucky to 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 be able to just do this." He was talking, talking about him as a coach. He was talking about us. Yeah. Like, you filming Kamal? I'm sitting here training this guy, one of the greatest fighters of all time. We lucky. We are lucky, and fans should feel like they lucky. They shouldn't be spoiled and feel like they entitled to this shit like you should start appreciating this stuff because life is short man like we ain't here for a long time we're here for a good time like my man mike chandler always i was said. about to say shout out michael chandler and god kudos to that guy nothing but straight killers he's fighting he's coming to the yeah. ufc yeah. entertaining everybody by taking the baddest fights never a dull moment with that guy yeah, and that's, uh, what, that's that's the guy man um I remember filming him when he had 200,000 followers with Bellator, and I was like, damn, he got more followers than, because he knew how to market. Right. And I saw the day that he got 1.4 million. I'm like, man, Michael Chandler. He just hit a million, man. man. He's already at 1.4. 1. 1. 1.4. Michael Chandler, the man, man. And if he if he ever could get his hands on that gold, he, he <sighs> like me and Kamal talked about that, like, he would be so rich as a champion. He's one of those guys where I don't know if he's more entertaining on the mic or inside the octagon because they're very much on the same yeah. level. Yeah. It's like if Jake, like Gaethje had that part of it down outside the cage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Gaethje. Because he a killer. Yes. You know, so. Who do you think he fights next so real quick? Damn, we'll see, that's, I don't know. Who the hell does he fight? He just uh, got fi- no fi- Fiziev's called him out. Hafel Fiziev. Yeah, the best nose. The best nose in the sport. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Damn. I don't know. But Gaethje, damn, it's gonna. I don't know. 
Casey said he want to do one more crack at the title run. Yeah. Maybe, man, I, I mean, Dustin and Mike about to fight, but Dustin got options. So maybe Gaethje fight Connor. If Connor fights at 170. again. If Connor fights again. You seen him on his birthday? He was living it. Swole, 200 plus. Yeah. Uh, you know what? The fight I like for that, him and Patty the Batty. That's what I That's like. That's like passing the torch. Yeah. But what weight? Because Connor's 155 Con- or 170. Doesn't make a difference. Patty don't need to fight at 170. But could Connor get back down to 155? No. no. Why would Connor kill himself when he got hundreds of millions of dollars in his bank? Fight some super fights at 170 and get out of there. Yeah. Like, Connor ain't got – listen, man. You, obviously, I'm team Khabib. Yeah. That's my brother. That's my family. Loyal. Yeah. But Connor ain't got nothing to prove. Yeah, the perfect fight would have been the trilogy with Diaz, but obviously that ship's likely going to sail. So Imagine if it was a draw and they both could just retire, mm. walk away. Yeah. That would have been, that'd have been the story right there. That would be crazy. That's Netflix shit right there. Huge. Yeah. And he's got his movie mind on. Crazy. Awesome. Will, we appreciate your time as always. We are 